Howdy y'all, Asha Hawksworth here with another episode of Redneck Lesbian. Before I get into my main topic for the day, I'd like to start out with a segment that I call Shit Du Jour, because everyone knows if you want to get fancy, you throw out some French, and Du Jour is one of the few phrases rednecks probably know thanks to mall cafeteria restaurants. I realize it should technically be shit of the week or shit de la semaine, but that dog just won't hunt. By the way, it is a fact that every third redneck girl's middle name is Renee. It's 2020, so there's a lot of shit du jour multiple times a day, like hobbit meals. There's shit, second shit, morning snack shit, luncheon shit, mid-afternoon snack shit, tea time shit, dinner shit, and supper shit. I'll do my best to focus on the main shit, whatever that is. Right now, there can be no doubt that the big shit du jour is the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. She is deceased. She is no more. She is pushing up the daisies. In short, she is a dead Supreme Court justice. And that's terrible for many reasons, not least of which is the fact that the entire gay community loved that woman. Women loved RBG. Black people loved RBG. Jews loved RBG. Liberals loved RBG. I know witches with RGB candle, RBG candles on their altars. RBG was a fucking rock star, and she held on through numerous illnesses and cancer treatments until she just gave out. Beyond the fact that we're all sad about this looms the shadow of an election that Trump is determined to cheat us out of, with none too subtle hints of violence from his supporters if things don't go his way. Fox News and the like have invested years in brainwashing the redneck community into believing that rich people will save them by stealing their taxes and their jobs while pointing the finger at every marginalized group as the real culprit. They've convinced so many rednecks that liberals are going to kill them all that they've started to think maybe they should start the killing first. And that is scary shit right there. But now Ginsburg's death is the gasoline on an already hot fire. While the right to safe medical reproductive care is certainly on the line, that isn't the only thing, and the far right knows it. If they can wait the court with more ideologues, they believe it's only a matter of time before the undesirables among us can be swept to the fringes again. Undesirables meaning the entire gay, lesbian, queer, and trans community, as well as blacks, Hispanics, non-Christians, and any other heretic they choose to single out. These communities know this and are appropriately terrified. I have friends who cry daily. The threat is existential and we feel it. But our terror delights the far right and evangelicals who lack nothing better than punishment doled out Jehovah style to people who don't toe their line. So yes, this is a heavy pile of manure, my friends. We must vote. And we must also look out for our neighbors and friends because the time of choosing is here. All of the fears and beliefs of redneck culture are being wielded against all of us. And it doesn't matter if you think it can't happen here because it surely can. As a redneck, I know rednecks. Some of them have been fed a toxic brew of lies and fear. As their standard of living continues to decline, the hateful rhetoric increases. Who are you going to blame for your fall from the middle class? Why, 
those other people, of course, but never the people lying to them. There is a bright spot here, though, and that is the possibility of Justice Ruth haunting the dreams of Trump, McConnell, and every other Republican who sold out our republic. I hope she makes them as sleep-deprived and scared as the rest of us have been since 2016. I'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Because of the shit du jour, I changed my mind about what I wanted to discuss this week. Those of us on the left, or just those of us who are non-white or non-hetero or a-religious, all know that there is a minority percentage of the American population who would gleefully watch us burn. This minority is largely redneck and largely evangelical, although I am not suggesting that every redneck or evangelical thinks this way. But enough of them do. And we've seen the screen captures of red, angry faces, neck muscles bulging, while they scream at godless liberals for daring to exist and protest the status quo. We've seen the hate, and we know it is real. We can therefore ask the same question that this minority asks rhetorically of Muslims. Why do they hate us? Some of us can understand that Muslims who live in democratic nations that the United States has overthrown and replaced with a dictator would not be thrilled. The deaths of thousands of Muslim citizens where the United States has ventured could certainly radicalize some of them. But what in the hell radicalized the redneck? There are two parts to this equation. One is that the standard of living has declined more steeply for rednecks than for their urban, better educated counterparts. Rural poverty has only increased since the 1970s with less opportunity, worse housing, and worsening access to resources such as medical care and affordable grocery stores. The deaths of despair for the segment of the population have been well recorded over the years. Suicide, opioid overdoses, and alcoholism are all side effects of this trend. But the other part, which doesn't get the same kind of airplay, goes back to redneck culture. White Christianity plays a huge role in that culture, and you have to remember that those same beliefs were used to rationalize slavery, the Civil War, Jim Crow, and the Ku Klux Klan. Before that, those beliefs rationalized feudalism, wars of succession in Europe, the Spanish Inquisition, and the murder of so-called heretical groups like the Cathars. You can go look that up. For some rednecks, the Christian God has been and always will be a punitive father, tormenting the opposition and ensure, ensuring the well-behaved that they will have a fabulous life after they're dead, even if it sucks right now. There's a reason that the Left Behind series of books is so popular. I think it was Chris Hedges who referred to them as apocalypse porn, and that's about right. For folks who claim to follow the golden rule, some folks get real excited about watching us heathen libtards go up in a fiery burst of Jesus fire. And really, is that a healthy thing to get excited about? I would say no. Now again, not every redneck is just drooling at the mouth to watch the world burn, but enough of them are. And those are the same people who are disrespecting the memory of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and looking forward to the day when we have babies we don't want, gay people aren't married and can be barred from stores, brown people can't come in, and black folks are sitting in the back of the bus again. They can't wait. 
to see us suffer. Where did this cruel streak come from? It's important to remember that Christianity consolidated hierarchy in the European culture. The rulers always used religion as a cover for their own greed. Hierarchy is decreed by God, so you just have to accept your place in the hierarchy no matter how lowly you are. But they gave a lifeline to men. The husband and father was the king of his house and could decide how to rule it. In the United States, the white man was the ruler of his house, but also the ruler of other men's houses. An enslaved black man had no say in his own house, and a white man could come in and rape his wife if he pleased. There were no real limits placed on men in those days. If they wanted to beat their wife to bloody pulp, no one really got in the way. If a man wanted to have sex with his daughter, he would. Laws against abuse didn't exist then, and it's a fact that Russia has been undoing whatever laws against spousal abuse they did have. Evangelicals still largely believe that whatever a man does in his own house is his own business, and if that man is a tyrant, then the whole family has a problem. To be sure, not every redneck white man is an asshole. Benevolent rulers exist, but where they don't, you get meanness breeding meanness. Cruelty is just another way of keeping people who don't behave in line. God's will is the gaslighting that makes women and children think they deserve it. And so you end up with some mighty mean rednecks who delight in the suffering of others because they've experienced so much of it themselves. The evangelical God is cruel and will smite you or send you to the fiery pits for eternity for not following his rule book. Society's God displays cruelty daily, first by enslaving, then by exploiting the poor, and ultimately finding creative ways to profit from human misery. And the redneck God is the man of the family himself, rewarding those who please him and punishing those who don't. This is a mighty privilege to wield absolute power over other people, even if it's only your family unit. And some of those redneck men are pissed at the prospect of losing that power. If you think about it, being the master of their domestic universe was a consolation prize for being deprived of real economic or political power. It was like the fat cat capitalists were like, yeah, you just rule your little family roost there, and maybe if you work really hard, you'll make it to the big boys clubhouse with the rest of us. Wink, wink nudge, nudge, like they'd ever let them in. Power over others was supposed to keep these men happy. And without that power, well, they feel powerless, which isn't a fun feeling, and they don't like it. Not one little bit. So if you're feeling powerless, what do you do? Maybe you go buy a large, fancy gun and tote it around Walmart and scare the shit out of people you don't like. This is why when a Kyle Rittenhouse or a Dylan Roof feel powerless, they have to make up for it by leveraging some kind of power over the people they think must be responsible for their loss of power. Usually black people or Hispanics or Muslims or feminists or whatever B is in their bonnet that day. When Adam Serwer wrote that the cruelty is the point, this is what he was talking about. Aggrieved white men, redneck men, 
who need to teach people a lesson. Even if people have to die to learn that lesson, that's fine. It's what their God would do, they think. It's what their government should do, they think. And it's what they would do. Cruelty in this context is the sword of Gabriel, and they stand willing to pierce your heathen heart. Not every redneck is so bloody minded, but enough of them are. Not every redneck uses Jesus as an excuse to kill their neighbors either, but enough of them do, or at least might be convinced with enough persuasion. There are many kind and warm-hearted rednecks in the world, but that's not who I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the ones screaming at MAGA rallies and stocking up on ammo in preparation for Civil War II, the Confederacy strikes back, beer bellies and all. The women who are embroiled with such men have been fed a steady diet of Kool-Aid their entire lives, and they truly believe that it is their lot in life to suffer emotionally, and possibly physically, at the hands of their male overlords. They're also okay with a God who says they should suffer in this way, so they don't really want to hear that they've spent a lifetime suffering for no good reason. It's like spending your life in a windowless room that you're never allowed to leave, and then somebody shows up with a key and says, Oh, hey, I totally forgot to give you this key. You can leave whenever you want. 40- and 50-year-old prisoners really don't want to hear that. It's much nicer to wait for Jesus to take you to heaven after the fact. Where cruelty goes, cruelty follows, because those who have suffered from it like to pay it forward. And this is where we are. So yeah, we snowflakes are pretty damn sad about RBG. But we're even sadder about the fact that so many of our fellow citizens can't wait to go full Gilead on the rest of us. They may be broke and have no health care, but surely putting God back in government will fix everything. Meanwhile, capitalism just keeps on picking everyone's pocket, black and white, Christian and Muslim, Democrat and Republican alike. Today's revolution is just tomorrow's grift. Meanwhile, we snowflakes need to mobilize and look out for one another's well-being. I keep thinking that we could, you know, as a society, look out for everyone's well-being, you know, just for a change. And then maybe we could all have nice things again. I hope we can wise up soon, or else, as Woody Guthrie said, and all creeds and kinds of colors of us are blending, till I suppose 10 million years from now we'll be just alike. Same color, same size, working together, and maybe we'll have all the fascists out of the way by then. Maybe so. Y'all be kind to one another. Until next week. <laughs>